Hello, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I read an erotic story and you listen to it. In Series 6 of the podcast, we are reading and analysing a story by UK underscore writer underscore 53, and that story is called Undercover Stripper. We're actually nearing the end of the series, we're on Chapter 7, so if you haven't already listened to Chapters 1 to 6, then I strongly recommend you go back and listen to those ones first. For those of you who are up to date, here's a little recap of what happened last time. After sleeping with Markov, Jess decided that she did not want to become his prostitute or to sleep with him again, and so in an attempt to get Markov removed from the scene, she decided to go over to one of the other clubs that's owned by the gang and basically tell on Markov for running a prostitution ring behind their back. It was quite a risky plan, but fortunately for her and Tom, everything worked out perfectly, and the man she told, Danny Brooks, took that information straight to the big boss, Frank Harwood. And by the time our couple turned up for their respective shifts at the club, Markov had been removed, with Danny taking his place. When big boss Frank Harwood found out that it was Jess who spilled the beans on Markov, he decided to visit the club in person, and requested a very special lap dance from Jess, where she gave him a handjob that was so good, he ended up inviting her to dinner on Sunday. The perfect opportunity for her to get more information on how the gang operates. Of course, as usual, I haven't read this chapter ahead of time. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm expecting things to get pretty juicy and for us to follow Jess on her dinner with Frank. This chapter has 9.2 thousand words, so it's a slightly longer chapter. It's got a 4.78 star rating, which means it is ranked H for hot. It's had 10.3 thousand views, 30 likes, and there are 12 comments, which we'll come back to at the end. I want to remind you that there is a Patreon page for this podcast and there's a link in the description. I'll be back after the chapter with my analysis and a run-through of those comments. But for now, please enjoy Chapter 7 of Undercover Stripper. Reveal all except the truth Undercover Stripper Take off your clothes and move your body to distract the eye. Nobody knows that underneath you're an undercover spy. Repeat all except the truth. Undercover stripper. Never tell them. It was well past midday when a continuous loud knocking at the flat door woke Tom. Staggering out of bed, still half asleep, he hurriedly pulled on last night's clothes and went to answer it. A delivery driver, standing outside, handed him a dozen red roses with a mocking smirk and left him standing, slightly lost for words. Still somewhat confused, he tried to get his mind to focus and, closing the door, picked out the handwritten card to read it. To the best lap dancer I've ever had the pleasure to enjoy. Looking forward to dinner. I'll pick you up at 7pm. Frank. Kiss, kiss, kiss. His heart lurched and his stomach tightened when he saw what was on the note. This was more than he could cope with and he stumbled back into the kitchen, his mind in a whirl. Who was it? said Jess, appearing in the doorway, her hair a tousled mess from sleep and the energetic and frantic coupling that had taken place when they got home from the club in the early hours. He handed his wife the bouquet. 
I guess that answers the question about whether he'll want you in his bed, he said. Tom, we knew this was going to happen, and we agreed it was what we both wanted. Remember? Jess looked at him with an expression of annoyance and chastised him. I know, but it's just the thought of me not being with you. Of you being alone with him, he told her morosely. Pervert, you mean it's the fact that you won't be able to watch him fuck me and satisfy your little kink, isn't it? She laughed. Slipping her arms around his neck, Jess kissed him and continued. It's you I love, no matter what happens tonight or who sends me roses. He grinned sheepishly, knowing he'd been caught out. Okay, yes, it is partly that. That and the fact I'm not there to protect you. Now, that would be interesting, seeing how you would protect me from his cock. His wife giggled and kissed him again before releasing her hold on him. Coffee? she asked, picking up two mugs from the cupboard. Please. Come on, Tom. We knew this might happen. Are you going to sulk about it all day? He looked up at her and tried to smile. I'm just scared, Jess. I can see you want him. And what if you prefer him to me? I don't know what I'd do if you... if you left me. Turning to stare at her husband, Jess put down the mugs and rushed across to sit on his lap, her arms around his neck as she hugged him tightly. I'll never prefer anyone to you. I love you. I've told you that, and I mean it. Yeah, but he's so... Jess looked into his eyes as he began to cry. Charismatic. Yes, he is, and I know he'll make me come so much, but it's you I love. And what if you're the one who hates me for this? The two of them kissed and held each other for a while, until, feeling a little reassured, she got up and finished making the coffee. Somehow they got through the afternoon, although the waiting was far, far worse than it had been when they'd been in the club with Markov. Throughout the day, Tom's emotions fluctuated between two extremes. One, almost irrational jealousy, and the other, a feeling of unbelievable arousal, while Jessica struggled quietly with her own feelings of apprehension and lust over what was probably going to happen to her. Trying to cope, Tom took himself off to the bedroom and left Jess alone, watching TV. It wasn't until he eventually came back, a couple of hours later, and found his wife sitting curled up on the couch, sobbing, that they spoke again about the coming evening. Hey, hey, what's up, babe? he said, sitting down and putting his arm around her to comfort her. I knew you would start to hate me, and you do, don't you? You won't even speak to me now. I've ruined everything, she managed to tell him between sobs. No, no, you haven't done anything. It's me, that's all. I'm struggling to cope with my feelings about all this. That's all it is. He struggled to find the words to express how he actually felt. Jessica looked up at her husband, her eyes red from crying. Please, be honest with me, Tom, and I promise I will be with you. Okay, he said, taking a deep breath. Watching you dance at the club, and then again when Markov fucked you. All of it turned me on so much, but only because I love you. But then this, the flowers, the waiting, the date, it's all a new experience. He clearly wants you, and I'm not sure I want you spending the night with him, away from me. She sniffed, rubbing away her tears. But you do want him to fuck me? Yes. Yes, I do. I want you to get fucked by him, by the men at the club, by anyone, he blurted out, finally admitting the depths of his perversion. I guess that makes me weird. Jess kissed him tenderly. No, it doesn't. It makes you a man who wants to see his woman get as much pleasure as she can cope with. Really? He snorted derisively. I thought it made me an idiot who was going to end up losing his wife. Tom Whitby, I love you. I have since the moment I met you. It took me three days to find the courage to tell you, and I haven't regretted it ever since. Especially not now. She looked him straight in the eyes. You aren't making me do anything I don't want to. That's the big difference in this. We both want it. He gave her a smile of sorts. I love you too. More than I can ever say. Stroking his cheek, she replied, I know you do, and nothing is going to change that for either of us, 
Do you understand that? Yeah, I think so. It's just... It's just the waiting, the uncertainty. I know, it's the same for me, Jess interrupted, her words surprising him. But I thought, stop thinking. Do you want me to be a slut, a whore, yes or no? Jess stated bluntly. Yes. His answer was brief and succinct. And I want all those things too, not just for you, but for me as well. We're both doing this together, remember? And if one of us wants out of this, then both of us stop. That's what we agreed, his wife told him firmly. Now, for the last time, do you want Frank Harwood to fuck me? Yes, he replied shamefaced. I want you to be a slut and let him have you. Good, because I want it too. So, that's an end to this conversation, Jess stated with finality. Tom managed to keep his emotions under some sort of control until about half-past five when Jessica went to get ready. Unable to sit still, he followed her around like a lost puppy, desperate to cling to these last moments with her. She had a long soak in a bubble bath before going to put her makeup on while he stood quietly in the doorway observing her. As he watched her get dressed, rolling her black stockings up her long legs, his heart sank. This was going to happen. She was preparing herself for another man. Smiling at him, she could tell what her husband was feeling as she fastened the tops of her hose to the clasps of her black lacy suspender belt, slipping a tiny matching black thong up her legs and settling it in place while her small breasts were barely contained inside the last item of lingerie, a little black bra. Slipping her stiletto heels on her feet, she eased her blue dress over her head and zipped it up. All that remained was for her to brush out her blonde hair and she was ready. "'Aren't you going to take your wedding ring off?' he asked her once she was finished. "'Not any more, no.' She kissed him. I'm married to you, and I don't want to hide it from anyone. Before they could say anything more, the doorbell rang. He's here. Wish me luck. Jessica kissed her husband one last time and went to open the front door. Take care, he said miserably. I'll be back in the morning. Just remember, I love you, she said, turning back as she reached for the handle. Tom stood listening as she greeted Frank, kissing his cheek and thanking him for the beautiful flowers before closing the door behind her. Then she was gone. He sat. He stood. He wandered from room to room for the next couple of hours or more, unable to focus on anything other than what his wife was doing. Where were they? What were they doing? Was Jessica enjoying herself? Were they fucking? His mind was a whirl of emotions and images as he sat on the sofa, failing miserably to concentrate on the television that was playing to itself. When the door to the flat suddenly opened, it took him completely by surprise, and he jumped up from his seat to investigate. Jessica stood in the doorway, giving him a rather tentative smile, while Frank was beside her, his arm possessively around her waist. He looked from her to him and back again. What? I? You? Hi, Tom. You have a very beautiful wife. Do you know that? Frank stated nonchalantly as he looked around. Tom could only nod dumbly as his wife gazed miserably at him. Smiling, Frank pulled Jess up against him. We had a very enjoyable dinner, didn't we, baby? He said. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did, Jess replied softly, looking down and refusing to meet her husband's questioning gaze. But don't worry, I haven't fucked her. Yet. I'd intended to take her back to my place for the night, but then I found the two of you were actually married. That's when I thought to myself, Tom's a voyeur, he obviously likes watching, and he should see me fuck his wife. So, we came back here. With that, he led Jess into the living room, leaving Tom to trail unhappily along behind them, before dropping onto the sofa. The expression of superiority on Frank's face as he went past him made Tom want to punch him. Why don't you take off your dress, baby? Frank told Jess once he'd sat down. It was an instruction, not a question. 
Jess looked hesitantly between the two men, and then reached behind her back, drawing down the zipper before easing the straps off her shoulders and wriggling the short blue dress down her body. Letting it pool around her feet, she silently scooped it up and threw it onto a chair. She was going to be fucked, and she knew there was nothing she could do about it. Frank patted his lap, and obediently Jess, clad only in her underwear and stockings, went and sat on him as his arm went around her waist, pulling her tightly against him. "'I'm going to enjoy her,' Frank smirked at Tom, his face a picture of superiority. "'And you can rest assured she will be fucked regularly when she starts to work for me.' Jessica didn't comment. Instead, she hung her head in shame, letting her blonde hair conceal her features from her husband. Tom didn't have to be a genius to work out the gangster intended to put Jess to work as a prostitute. Reaching up to cup Jess's breast, Frank sneered as he groped it through her black bra, making the nipple protrude noticeably against the almost transparent lace. Oh, shit, ah, Jess gasped quietly, her body trembling in response as she was blatantly molested. Giving her nipple one final pinch, Frank let go. Now, why don't you remove your brassiere? Let me see those cute little titties again, baby. Feeling utterly humiliated, Jess submissively did as she was told, unhooking her bra and slipping it off, exposing her modest, firm chest to them both. Immediately, Frank started to play with her already firm teats, crudely twisting and pulling on them again, making her moan a little louder. Ah, oh, ah, uh, fuck, oh... Her soft gasps and whimpers only served to arouse Tom even more at the sight of his wife sitting and squirming half-naked on another man's lap. I think we should take this into the bedroom, baby. Don't you? Jessica shamefacedly got to her feet and, glancing despairingly at Tom, took Frank's hand to lead him through the flat, leaving her husband to follow them. Standing by the bed, Frank pulled her against him, kissing her firmly on the lips, his hand fondling her barely clad backside as Jess slipped her arms around his neck and tipped her face up to his. Ignoring Tom as they kissed, Jess responded eagerly, her tongue delving into his mouth while he kneaded her firm buttocks before trailing his right hand around the front of her hips and shoving it roughly between her legs. Oh, fuck, Jess moaned as her thighs automatically parted to give Frank unobstructed access to her sex, his fingers tracing along the length of her slit through the lacy black thong she had on. With her eyes closed, she let her head fall back, blonde hair cascading over her shoulders as his now unrestrained hand started to rub along her cleft, pressing the scanty material into her. Lowering his mouth to her tit, Frank took a swollen nipple between his lips and sucked on it hungrily, making Jess groan softly yet again. Oh fuck, yes, oh yes, oh. His body ground up against hers as he eased her panties down her stockinged thighs until they slid to the floor, allowing him to slip his fingers between her moist folds. Pushing them inside her for the first time, he drew her hard buds into his mouth as Tom watched from the doorway, totally hypnotised by the scene unfolding in front of him. Oh, fuck, shit, shit, Jess whimpered even louder, holding onto the gang boss, her hand now inside his unfastened trousers and wrapping around his dick, unmoving as she held his rigid pole. Working a second finger into her, he pushed both of them knuckle-deep and began to finger-fuck her dripping cunt, suckling on her tit as he did. Oh, shit, oh shit, I, I, oh... Jess grunted, her back arching and her hips gyrating as he worked her tight, moist little hole. Fucking hell, you're so bloody wet, her soon-to-be lover sighed, worming his digits even deeper inside her pussy. She was losing control now and spread her legs even further apart to completely and shamelessly expose herself to a man who was more than twice her age. Suck me, baby, take my dick into your mouth for me. He pulled his glistening fingers out of her stretched fuckhole and guided her down onto her knees before him. 
Unable to resist, Jess glanced at her husband, a lost, hopeless expression on her face as she finished undoing his pants and tugging them down to his legs, she let his hard prick spring free. It had seemed big when Jess had whacked him off in the club, but close up, as she was about to take it into her mouth, it looked even bigger to her. Her eyes went back to his shaft as her hand wrapped around it, her fingers barely meeting as she lightly stroked along its length, her fist twisting as she pumped it. Put it in your mouth and suck it, Frank's deep voice urged. Jessica looked up at him, her lips parting around the bulbous head while her tongue flicked it teasingly, before her mouth swallowed the first few hard inches. Jess sucked, hungrily, tightening her lips around the thick rod and slurping noisily as she surrendered to the feelings that were building inside her. The lust, arousal, shame and humiliation, all combining to overcome any sense of propriety she might have had. Frank looked across at Tom, leering, his hand on Jessica's blonde hair as he guided her movements. Your wife certainly knows how to suck dick. She's going to be really popular with the clients. Jessica's eyes opened wide at his comment, but her head continued to bob back and forth, her lips tight around his thickness, sliding along it and coating it with her spit as she pleasured him with her mouth. Tom grabbed the doorframe for support, his knees almost giving way at the sight of his pretty blonde wife sucking on the gangster's cock while his own erection throbbed painfully in his pants. Frank tightened his grip on her, pressing her into him, forcing more of his prick into her mouth and making her cheeks bulge. Smirking, he let Jessica suck on his pulsing shaft for the next few minutes, until he was ready for more, and then he pulled her up onto her feet and guided her backwards. Wearing nothing but her stockings and heels, Jessica laid back on the bed and opened her legs wide, exposing her shaven pussy completely to his eyes as he began to finish undressing himself. Tom looked at his wife and saw her hands gripping the bedsheets tightly, her knuckles white as she waited for Frank to mount her. If she wanted him to stop, she would stop him, he told himself. Then he remembered her words from the other day. It's just sex. It's you I love. So he made his decision and began to play with his aching hard-on through his jeans as he watched. Naked, Frank moved, positioning himself over Jessica's body, and her eyes focused upwards to look at the man now poised above her. For a moment, Tom thought she was going to stop him, but she didn't. She clearly wanted him inside her. One hand reached up behind his head, drawing him into a long, deep kiss, while the other wrapped around his lower back as he moved his legs between hers. He's going to fuck me. Oh God, I want it inside me. Will Tom still want me after what I've done? Forcing these thoughts from her mind, Jess's stocking-clad thighs spread further apart to accommodate him, and Frank's hand reached down between them to position the head of his large, long, veined shaft at her gaping entrance. Please, I want it, she whispered softly. He leered at her, his swollen cockhead nuzzling between her glistening nether lips. You want what, whore? I want your cock, said Jess, gazing up into his face. Please, just fuck me, I want you to fuck me. He moved his hand away, and his body sank down slowly on top of hers, his thick length entering her juicy pink slit, inch by hard inch, until he was fully sheathed inside her. Oh fuck, yes! Oh yes, it's so fucking big! Jessica gasped, her body arching up off the bed as his tumescent manhood filled her. Tom stared. The gang boss was inside her, and she hadn't stopped him. Instead, she'd begged him to fuck her. Frank's hips started to move, his backside rising and falling between her stockinged thighs, and after the first few slow movements, Jess's legs came around his, wrapping around his calves as her hands moved down to clutch at his backside, pulling him deeper. Oh fuck, fuck, don't stop, oh please don't stop. 
Her cries started to increase in volume as he worked his erection in and out of her compliant form. Responding to her moans, Frank began to pump into her more forcefully, driving his length all the way into her pussy again and again, his hips slapping against hers with every stroke. Jessica could hardly believe what she was doing. The 50-year-old gang boss was fucking her, and she was allowing it to happen. Even worse, she was enjoying it. The feelings of lust, shame and disgust this created in her only served to arouse her even more than she was already. Tom stared, ashamed but mesmerised at the same time, as Frank lifted himself up onto his arms, putting some distance between their bodies, and then began to pound even more vigorously into his wife. He could see everything now with the gap between them, and was amazed that his wife could take all of his huge organ. Her pink lips were stretched around it as he pulled almost all the way out, and then disappeared up into her slit as he cannoned back into her with a thudding sound as their bodies impacted together. Oh my god! My god! Oh fuck! Fuck! Oh yes! Jessica was screaming now, arching her back as she felt her first climax begin to grow within her. Squeak. Oh! Oh! Squeak. Beneath their rising bodies, the bed springs were creaking rhythmically in time with Frank's strokes. Oh! Squeak. Oh! Squeak. Oh! Squeak. Punctuating his grunts as he pistoned his manhood into Jessica's wet and willing sex. Fuck! Oh fuck! Oh my god! I'm... I'm... coming. Jessica squealed, her body thrashing under her lovers as her orgasm finally exploded, totally overwhelming her and sending her into a series of wild convulsions. Slowing his thrusts, Frank fucked Jess through her climax until she flopped back onto the bed, gasping breathlessly. He wasn't finished with her though, and she gasped with surprise when, pulling his still erect shaft from her, he started to manhandle her roughly over onto her hands and knees. Oh, wh- what? She started to say, then quickly realised that he wanted her on all fours, and complied with an expression of unadulterated lust on her face. As soon as she was in position, he pulled her legs a little further apart, and then guided himself back into her. Oh, ah, yes, she gasped as his full length impaled her cunt again, the single firm stroke driving every millimetre into her. Frank put one meaty hand on her shoulder and the other on her hip and simply began to pummel her from behind, Jessica's wetness coating his long, hard cock and making it glisten as he hammered into her. Oh, my God, I'm... Ah, fuck, Jess squealed, her tits jiggling under her as he vigorously slammed his length deep into her belly. Within minutes, Jess was close to the edge again, his fingers grasping her long blonde hair and yanking her head up as she began to push back onto him, her climax looming. Ah, yes, 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 don't stop, please, don't stop. As Frank continued to piston his shaft into her, Jess felt the sensations building rapidly inside her, overcoming her self-control and sending her into a series of uncontrolled spasms. Fuck, I'm gonna... come. She rocked onto him and trembled violently, her moans turning into a loud wail of ecstasy as she came again, her pussy clenching around his rod. Putting both hands on her shoulders as Jess sought to move forward, the older man kept himself buried in her, letting her shudder through yet another orgasm, until, when it finally subsided, he began to hammer away at her again. Ah! Oh! Ah! He grunted. Helpless to resist, Jessica took it all, her tits bouncing every time his hips slapped against her ass. Sex with Markov had been good, but she knew that tonight she was being fucked by an expert, a man who really knew how to please a woman. Oh God! Come for me! I want you to come in me! She moaned, desperate to feel him lose control and give her his seed. Finally, a minute or two later, she got her wish. 
Frank pulled an exhausted Jess onto him again, grabbing her by her shoulders and thrusting all the way into her violently, bringing a gasp from her as his buttocks clenched and he groaned loudly. Fuck! Take it! Yes, take it! Ah! With his head thrown back, he grunted triumphantly, his cock throbbing inside Jessica as he pumped his seed into her belly. Tom watched as Frank came in his wife, making tiny little thrusts into her pussy, each one bringing another whimper from her, until finally he was spent, and he allowed her to flop forwards onto the bed. Face down and breathing heavily, Jess barely managed to kick off her shoes before her eyes closed. A moment later, Frank laid down next to her. Wrapping an arm around Jess's waist, he moved up behind her, spooning her as she snuggled back against him while they both slowly recovered. His penis had wilted rapidly, but even soft, it was still large, maybe larger than any other she'd had. They both had their eyes closed, and so Tom moved to the bathroom, where he quickly stroked himself to orgasm too. It only took a moment, and after the relief flooded through him, he felt the familiar tired sensations begin to wash over him as well. Returning to the front room, he left the lovers alone and lay down on the sofa, staring up at the ceiling. There's no way she would want him now, not after Frank had fucked her like that. Why had they started this stupid investigation? What was he going to do without the only woman he'd ever loved? Somewhere along the way, as he mulled over the multitude of thoughts whirling around in his head, he eventually fell asleep. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Tom opened his eyes. It was barely light outside, and slightly disorientated, he pushed himself upright, and looking about him, he tried to focus on the noise that had woken him. Squeak, 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 squeak. He stood up and half stumbled towards the open bedroom door, where the sight before him brought him fully awake and erect in an instant. Jessica was still in her stockings and sitting astride Frank Harwood, cowgirl fashion, her hands on his chest as she fucked herself onto his cock. Her head was thrown back, long blonde hair swaying around her shoulders, and her slim body bucked and jerked, riding him while his hands wandered from her waist to her tits and back again. Oh fuck, it's so big, oh god, I'm gonna... Her soft moans filled the room as he stood in the doorway and watched their mating, as her body rose and fell, impaling her pussy on his erection. Her head turned towards her husband in the doorway, and their eyes met. Staring straight at him, Jess couldn't stop the feelings as they slammed into her body, sending her over the edge, her slim frame writhing uncontrollably on Frank's iron-hard dick. Fuck! Oh fuck! I'm gonna... come. She stared at her husband, squealing with pleasure as she came. Her body tensed, then jerked rapidly, Frank's hands groping her breasts roughly as her orgasm took her, sending a tidal wave of pleasure through her. Opening her eyes as the sensations began to ebb away, she mouthed, I love you, to him, before Frank rolled her over onto her back, his prick never leaving her still gushing cunt. With Jessica spread-eagled under him, he began to fuck her vigorously, his bottom pumping furiously between her splayed thighs as he hammered his hard shaft into her pussy. Oh, ah, oh, ah. Frank grunted with every thrust he made as he drove his cock into Jess's body, forcing it as deep as he could. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, fuck me! Her shrieks reverberated around the room as she thrashed under her lover, taking every inch of his length into her. Standing in the doorway, Tom watched their second coupling, Jessica's fingers twisting in the bed covers as she convulsed under Frank's body. Her head jerked from side to side, flinging her blonde hair across her face, and her husband knew her second climax was obviously building in her. Oh shit, I'm coming! She screamed, her slim frame starting to spasm violently again, her back arching up off the bed as her orgasm hit her like a thunderbolt. 
Frank's thrusts increased in their ferocity, and he began to slam his hardness forcefully into Jess's compliant form, forcing her into the mattress until, almost without warning, his whole body tensed. Ah, fuck, fuck, take it, whore, yes, he groaned, shuddering intensely, his weight pressing her down. His buttocks clenched and then pumped frantically, and Jessica knew he was pumping another copious load of his seed into her belly. Oh, yes, come in me, she whispered, her arms encircling his neck, pulling his mouth to hers in a deep, passionate kiss. Turning away, his heart thudding as if it was about to burst, Tom's shoulders slumped in abject surrender as he headed to the kitchen. Can I have one, please? Jessica asked. Tom had just finished making coffee when he heard Jessica's voice behind him. Yeah, sure, he said, turning around but keeping his eyes on the floor as she stood in the doorway. She leant against the door jamb, an uncertain look on her face. Are you okay, baby? she asked. I don't know, he confessed honestly. I'm jealous, confused, aroused, most of all scared. All I really know is that I love you so much, but at the same time I want to see you be fucked by other men. As he spoke, a tear slid down his face and he hurriedly wiped it away. Jess gave him a forlorn smile. I love you too. But, Tom asked, but what? She suddenly seemed confused. You're going to leave me for him, aren't you? They stood silent for a moment, just looking at each other. Tom still in his clothes from yesterday while she was just wearing an old t-shirt that she must have dragged from the laundry basket. It was short enough that it didn't quite cover her crotch, and he could see her puffy reddened lips peeking out from below the bottom edge. The silence was broken by an audible plop, and they both looked down between her feet at the glob of semen that had dripped out of her recently fucked pussy. Oops, Jessica giggled, her face turning red. Frank's stuff is still leaking out of me. Her embarrassment made him chuckle, and before he knew it, she was in his arms kissing him. I'm not leaving you, she said, pulling back and holding him at arm's length. Can we talk properly? You know, when he's gone. Tom nodded. Yeah, I think we need to. With that agreed, she took her coffee and they sat at the table, enjoying a quiet moment together. Do I get a coffee, or is this private? A fully dressed Frank Harwood came into the kitchen and dropped into a chair, taking Jessica's hand and pulling it across onto his lap. She didn't resist and just looked helplessly at her husband as one arm encircled her waist while the other slid up under her t-shirt to cup one of her small firm tits. Putting the mug of coffee in front of him, Tom sat back down, watching as the older man casually molested his unprotesting wife. "'You're going to make a great whore, baby,' Frank told her, his fingers pinching and rolling her nipples, making her moan softly. "'Did you tell your husband? Your first client will be this Friday.' Jessica bit her lip, giving an almost imperceptible shake of the head to tell Tom not to react. If he noticed, Frank didn't mention it, and continued mauling her perky little breasts as he spoke." Your wife is an excellent fuck, Tom. I've had a lot of whores in my time, and I can tell you, she's one of the best. His derisive comments made Tom want to strangle him, but somehow he held onto his temper. Slowly finishing his coffee, Frank intermittently groped Jess's tits before shoving her off his lap and getting up to leave. Don't forget, Friday at my house. Be there for 9pm and your first client, Jessica. His business-like tone was curt and abrupt. And Tom... Feel free to come along. You'll probably be driving your wife to most of her customers in the future anyway. He pulled Jess against him, kissing her one final time before turning to go. Oh, and don't fret, baby. You'll be spending plenty of time in my bed as well. He leered at her one last time, slapping her rear before he let himself out. 
With Frank gone, the two of them sat down and looked at each other for a long moment before Jessica broke the silence. Are you okay? She looked miserably at her husband, repeating her question from earlier. You want Frank, don't you? The question came out before Tom could stop himself. No, never. I... I want you. The reply was simple and emphatic. You're the only man I'll ever want. Well, it's kind of hard to believe that, after watching how much you enjoyed him fucking you, he snapped, his comment sounding more acerbic than he'd really intended. Across the table, Jess went pale, her eyes filling with tears. I couldn't help how he made me feel. He knows how to please a woman, that's all. We talked about me enjoying the sex, but now, now you hate me for it, she pouted, getting up and walking out of the kitchen. But before she'd reached the door, Tom grabbed her and pulled her back into his arms. I'm sorry, you're right. If you're gonna do it, you might as well enjoy it, he said. Jess clung to him as he spoke, burying her face in his chest and sobbing desperately. We never should have started this. I'm going to lose you, aren't I? she said. Shush. It's okay, baby. It isn't. It isn't. You want to break up with me because I'm a slut, Jess cried, her voice rising several decibels as she started to become hysterical. Jessica, Tom shouted, holding her at arm's length. It had the desired effect, and she stopped and stared at him, her chest heaving. I'm not breaking up with you. You're not going to lose me. I love you. Her eyes widened as she looked at him, an expression of desperation on her face. Do you really mean it? You really still love me? He nodded. I love you so much, she cried, flinging her arms around his neck and crushing her slim frame against his. He hugged her back and smiled. Okay, I just had to ask. I mean it, though. I want to stop this now, before anything more happens, said Jess, stepping back from him and wiping her eyes. But, but we come this far, and you've, well, you've... Tom looked at her in disbelief. I'm not risking our marriage, she declared adamantly. I won't do it. I don't want to lose you. He took hold of her shoulders. You're not. Look, we're both overwrought by what's happened, but we're being honest, and I really believe we can do this. We do need to talk, though. Jessica moved onto his lap when he sat down. We need to understand what we both want from this. Do you mean the investigation, or us? Tom queried. Jess sighed and laid her head on his shoulder. Both, I guess. We need to get inside Frank's house. We aren't going to find anything that'll convict him at the club. He gave her a squeeze. I know, babe. Frank intends on whoring me out. You know that, don't you? But I thought maybe, if I did it on Friday like he wants, one of us might find out something we could use. Her voice lacked the conviction of her words, however. It's okay. It's just sex, remember? He said, grinning, and kissed his wife's forehead. Frank is another matter, though. Jessica snuggled against him. Well, he is very well endowed, and he certainly knows what to do with it. But he's not you. Yes, last night and this morning the sex was fantastic. But he's arrogant, cruel, and egotistical. Then why'd you sleep with him? said Tom, changing the subject slightly. Because we both wanted me to. I knew that's what you really wanted. Me in his bed for the night, she stated bluntly. He knew she was right. And it's morning. Who started the sex? Jessica blushed and looked down at the floor. I did. I went down on his cock while he was asleep, and then I straddled him. I'm sorry. Don't be. I would have wanted you to do that, he admitted, not looking her in the eyes. So, what about us? Jessica asked, looking at Tom nervously. Honestly. Honestly. Are we, are we going to split up? Well, I don't think we can go back to how we were. I mean, I love watching you on stage, stripping. I love watching you give men private dances and letting them grope you. 
he told his wife, with as much honesty as he could muster. And fucking other men, even if it's not part of this investigation. Tom paused, wondering how much he should say, before deciding on the truth. Yes, I want you to fuck other men, and I want to watch it happen, but I need to know, what do you want? Now it was Jessica's turn to hesitate for a moment before answering. I love stripping and exposing my body, especially when I know you're watching too. The same goes for the private dances. It turns me on being naked and letting them fondle my breasts while I sit on their laps. As for the sex, like I've always said, it's just sex. Amazing sex, yes, but still just sex. Having another man fuck me is such a turn-on for me too, so I don't think I want to stop being a slut either. She took a deep breath as she finished, and they both looked at each other. Let's go back to bed, Tom suggested, and he lifted her off his lap, carrying her through to the dishevelled bed. It was a good hour later, as the two of them lay together, breathless and naked, that they decided they would spend the day focused on their investigations, documenting what they already knew, and discussing what they hoped to find out at Frank's house. Getting out of bed, they showered, dressed, and ate a light breakfast before Jessica settled down to work on her laptop while Tom went into the station to discuss progress with his boss, DCI Freeman. Agreeing that they would meet at the Red Line at lunchtime to eat and review the situation, Tom arrived just before one o'clock to find Jessica was already there, wearing skin-tight ripped jeans and a simple shirt with her hair hanging loosely around her shoulders. She looked stunning, even from the back, as he paused in the doorway before entering. It wasn't her outfit that really got his attention, though. Instead, it was the two young men engaging her in conversation. The three of them were laughing and chatting easily, and he immediately felt a pang of jealousy and a surge of lust as he watched one of the men slip an arm around her waist. "'Why, babe,' he said, announcing his presence, when he approached them after a few seconds. Jess turned and smiled at her husband, moving to kiss him on the cheek. "'Hi, honey, come and join us.' Indicating the two younger men, she introduced them to him. "'This is Jason and Liam.' He said hello to both of them, neither of whom looked to be more than twenty-one, shaking their hands before giving Jess a questioning look. We got chatting when I got my drink, she told him, giving the two young men a smile. Yeah, I thought I recognised your wife from the other night, when we were at Sin City. She's Sapphire, isn't she? Jason informed him proudly. Yeah, yeah she is, Tom confirmed. He grinned, obviously pleased with himself. You're bloody lucky, married to her. She's fucking gorgeous. Jason was just telling me he used to work at Maxwell's, Jessica interrupted him. One of the bars... Oh, really? Tom interrupted, his interest suddenly aroused. That's when he asked Jason if he knew anything about the takeover at Maxwell's, but the youngster seemed reluctant to talk. Then, when Tom pressed him harder on the matter, he clammed up completely. Jess butted in, giving her husband a dirty look and ushering him away. Let me talk to him alone, she said. All right, have it your way, he shrugged, if you think you can do better. With that, Jessica got up and led Jason and Liam off to a table in the corner where she was soon deep in conversation with them while Tom waited at the bar by himself. All right, Tom, what's up? asked the barmaid, Sarah, stopping next to him. Oh, nothing much, Tom replied, keeping his eyes on his wife and the two youngsters. As she watched them, Jess shook her head several times, then shrugged and got up to walk back across to him, leaving the two young men sitting there. You were right, he knows something she said, confirming her husband's suspicions. Great. What is it? He overheard a conversation between someone who sounds like they were Frank Harwood and his old boss. Her voice dropped to more of a whisper. Apparently the buyer threatened the owner that if he didn't sell at the price he was offered, there would be severe consequences. Fantastic, Tom grinned. Will he testify to that? She shook her head and frowned. No, but this is even better. He recorded a video of it all on his phone. 
You're joking. His voice sounded incredulous. Will he let you have a copy of it? Jess gave him an odd look. Um, yes, he might. Well, he will, but, um, he wants something in return. Yeah, okay. Well, we can arrange protection. Whatever. I'll talk to him. Shrugging, he started to go across to him, but Jess grabbed his arm and stopped him. No, it's not protection, she said evasively. Tom shrugged again. Well, what is it then? I'm sure we can organise it, whatever it is. Jessica took a deep breath before answering. He says he'll give it to you, but they both want to fuck me in exchange. What? Her husband almost exploded with rage. The little shit. Oh, stop right now, Jessica told him sternly, and listen to me. He controlled his temper somehow, glaring across the bar at Jason and his friend, still waiting at the table. It's because I'm a stripper. I tried to talk him into a blowjob, but he insists they both get to fuck me, or no video. No way. It's not happening. How old is he anyway? Tom could feel his temper flaring again. Jess sighed. They're both 19, and just stop for a minute. Think what I've already done, and what I'm going to do next Friday, without any definite result. He took a deep breath. He knew she was right, but he wasn't exactly overjoyed about it. So, when do these little shits want to screw you then? Um, now, she said sheepishly. In the ladies' toilet out back. Liam says it's only used in the evenings. Oh, he's right about that, Tom acknowledged, shaking his head. Okay, but we get to see the video first. With the decision made, the two of them made their way across to the table, where the two young men looked up at him anxiously. Okay, we've got a deal. But my husband stands guard, and we get the video first, Jess told him firmly. I want to see it before anything happens, Tom butted in. Eh? Yeah? Sure? Jason answered nervously, obviously worried in case Tom blew up over what they wanted. Pulling out his phone, the 19-year-old scrolled through a couple of screens before spinning it around to show him the video he had taken. It was perfect. It clearly showed Frank Harwood and two of his thugs, with the bar owner, tied to a chair. They were not only threatening him but Frank was also hitting him repeatedly until he agreed to the sale. Fine, let's do it then, Tom begrudgingly agreed. Fuck man, can't believe we're actually gonna shag Sapphire. This is fucking awesome, he crowed as the four of them headed out of the pub and made their way around to the back. Listen, you keep this to yourselves, or it doesn't happen, Jessica said, glaring at them and getting them to agree before they went any further. The old outside toilets were rarely used, except on the busy Friday or Saturday nights, or in the height of summer, when more people were drinking outside. Okay, send in the video first, Jessica demanded once they were inside the girl's toilet. The teenager looked between the two of them, hesitating for a moment, before turning on his phone and making the connection, transferring the file to Tom's mobile. Quickly checking that he'd got it, Tom reluctantly confirmed its receipt to his wife. So, who's going to go first? Jess stood and looked between the two teenagers. It's my video, so I guess I will. A smirking Jason stepped forward. Okay, how do you want me? She asked the youngster in a brusque, business-like manner. The teenager's grin got even bigger. How about you get me nice and hard, and then bend over by the wash basin for me? Tom stood by the door, keeping watch on the two of them, while the other youngster, Liam, stood to the side, his eyes riveted on his friend. With her face expressionless, Jessica moved towards Jason and squatted down, her fingers tugging his jeans open to free his cock into her hand. Fucking hell, I can't fucking believe it. Sapphire, giving me a fucking blowjob, Jason gasped as she began to stroke his rapidly swelling prick. Jess glanced momentarily across to her husband, standing by the door, his eyes glued to her as she guided Jason's young dick into her waiting mouth. 
Her tongue darted out to tease the tip of his organ, coating it with her spit, before she slid her lips around its solid girth. Mom. Gog. Glock. Swallowing several inches of rapidly hardening male meat, Jessica began swallowing his shaft. Jason groaned, looking down and seeing Sapphire, the pretty blonde stripper, sucking on his prick, her head bobbing steadily as she worked her lips back and forth along its thick length. Despite the fact she'd been coerced into it, or maybe because of that, Jess found herself becoming wet, her pussy getting noticeably warmer as she hungrily devoured the teenager's hard length. Sucking on Jason's cock until she was satisfied he was fully erect and ready to fuck her, she eventually let him slip out from between her lips. Let's do it then, she said, getting to her feet and tossing her hair back from her face while she undid her jeans and pushed both them and her panties down her long legs, Jason, Liam and her husband watching her. Fucking hell, she's got a gorgeous ass. one of the younger men groaned. Tom didn't know which one, as she stepped out of her clothes and bent over, taking hold of the taps on the wash basin. Go ahead, you can fuck me now if you want, Jessica said, looking back at them, her feet spreading apart so her pink slit peeked invitingly out at the top of her thighs. Shit. Jason ran his fingers along the length of her slit. She's fucking dripping wet, Liam. You're gonna love this. Just put it in me, Jess commanded, looking back at him and moving her feet even further apart. Obediently, Jason shuffled in behind her and rubbed the tip of his 19-year-old dick along her crack, making her moan softly, wiggling her rear invitingly. Then, with his cockhead positioned at her entrance, he pushed his length up into her in a single firm thrust. Oh, oh fuck, you're in me, Jessica gasped, going up onto her toes, her fingers grabbing tighter on the basin taps as Jason's erection filled her. Slipping his hand up under her shirt, he groped her breasts, pushing her bra up and fondling her bare flesh while he gently worked his shaft in and out of her cunt. Get on and do it. Fuck me, Jessica snarled, shoving her ass back at him. He laughed. Okay, babe. Then he started to do exactly as she'd asked. There was no finesse or subtlety when he began to screw her, unlike her two previous lovers. Grasping her slim hips and enthusiastically driving his not-insubstantial prick up into her wet pussy. Every stroke forced her onto her toes when he pushed it in deep, her blonde hair falling across her face and swaying in time with his urgent thrusts. Taking all of his length, Jessica felt the unwanted feeling of an impending climax start to flare up in her. Closing her eyes, she tried to suppress it, but nothing worked. She was going to come. Oh, oh shit, shit, ah, fuck me, oh god, fuck me. Jess was lost in a haze of sexual ecstasy as Jason rammed his hard manhood into her again and again. Tom stood transfixed, once again watching his wife being mated, his own erection tenting the front of his jeans. Meanwhile, across the room, the other teenager Liam had freed his own dick from his pants and was slowly stroking it. Pushing back as the youngster's hips slapped against her firm rear, every time he speared her dripping cunt, Jess started to moan louder. Her puffy labia were split open around the teenager's girth, caressing his shaft as it slid in and out of her gaping fuck tunnel. Oh my god, I'm gonna... come! Jessica squealed, unable to stop herself, her whole body tensing and then shuddering violently as her orgasm exploded inside her. Her fingers tightened around the washbasin taps and the muscles in her long legs went taut as the waves of pleasure radiated through her slender form. Fuck! Oh fuck! Oh... Behind her, Jason sheathed his cock into her one final time, emptying his balls into her. Tom's eyes were riveted on the pair of them as the youngster buried his shaft to the hilt in his wife's vagina, his buttocks clenching as he pumped a copious amount of his seed deep into her womb. Jessica stayed bent over, clinging to her handholds and trembling through her slowly receding orgasm, 
as Jason pulled out of her gaping slit, a glob of sperm immediately starting to dribble down her inner thigh. "'Who's going next?' she said, looking back over her shoulder at her husband and the other teenager. "'Fuck, I want some of that pussy,' said Liam, stepping forward without waiting, his cock standing out like a spear from his crotch. Sighing, Jessica turned back and bent forwards again, pressing her rear to the second teenager. "'Go ahead, have a ball, sweetie.' Liam didn't hesitate, and pressing his engorged cockhead between her lips, he drove his length into her in one firm stroke. "'Ah, shit!' Exclaiming loudly, Jessica's eyes opened wide, and she went up onto the balls of her feet. "'Jesus Christ! I'm doing sapphire! Fucking hell!' Behind her, Liam began to thrust into her dripping sex, fucking her steadily, his hips slapping her ass with each stroke. Almost from the moment he entered her, Jess knew she was going to come again, and simply let the sensations that had been fading away flare back into life. Liam's hands wandered up her body, under her top like his friend had done, to roughly maul her tits. Pinching her hard nipples, he made her gasp and jerk, pushing back to urge him deeper into her. Fuck! Oh fuck! Gripping the taps tighter, her knuckles whitened, his frenetic pounding pushing her upwards so she was balanced on her toes. Oh! Oh! Fuck! I'm fucking... Grunting with every stroke, Liam hammered his manhood into Jess's oozing slit, driving her closer and closer to the release she wanted. Twisting her head, she glanced momentarily across towards her husband, gasping with pleasure as the sensations burning in her core flared up into an inferno. Oh God, Tom, he's going to make me... Come! Squealing with delight, Jess came, her body tensing and then jerking uncontrollably as wave after wave of ecstasy rolled through her slender flame for the second time. Behind her, Liam continued to piston hard into her pussy, groaning louder as he raced towards his own release. Shit, Sapphire, can I come in you? He gasped, his dick spasming and pulsing in her. Yes, come in me. You can... Ah! A bolt of pleasure hit her, and Jess shuddered violently, another climax overtaking her. Shit, shit, yes! Burying his prick into her pussy, Liam stiffened, gasping as he erupted, filling her belly with his seed. For a minute, they stayed locked together, and then the teenager eased his cock out of her. Fucking hell. I can't believe it. I've just banged Sapphire. Unable to resist, Tom dropped his jeans and moved in behind his wife, pressing his cockhead against her gaping entrance. No, Tom, wait, let me... She started to protest, but he wasn't about to stop. Positioning his cock at her cum-filled opening, he slid his length all the way up into her. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Yes. Jessica went back up onto her toes again, gasping with delight as her husband filled her empty cunt. Half a dozen strokes later, she was coming again, shrieking and squirming on his prick as he pistoned his shaft into her slit, a white slimy mixture of her juices, along with Liam and Jason's cum, frothing out around his dick every time he drove it into her cunt. Yes, yes, oh shit, shit, I'm coming! She screamed, her body jerking repeatedly through another massive orgasm, the waves of ecstasy washing over her. Three strokes after that, Tom was coming inside his wife, adding his own huge deposit of sperm to the generous load already inside her. It took Jess a while to even stand upright, let alone pull her jeans back up her cum-smeared legs. Her hair was a mess, and the wet patch at her crotch was clear evidence of the semen oozing out of her body. Fortunately, no one was around to see them leave, as it would have been completely obvious to them what the four of them had been doing in the outside toilet. They said their farewells to the smirking Jason and his friend Liam, leaving the pair of them to go back to the pub, while Jess took Tom's arm and they set off for their car. Are you okay? she asked hesitantly, once they were alone. He grinned and kissed her. Better than okay.
Will that video be enough to convict him? Jessica finally asked her husband when they were back in the car. Tom shook his head. Unlikely. But it's a huge step forward. It will certainly give us grounds for a search warrant, but we'll still need to know where to look. So, it's back to the club. And Friday night then, his wife said apprehensively, fairly certain of what the answer would be. To be continued. Reveal all except the truth Undercover stripper Well, I never. Finally, something did happen in the bathroom. Although, I have to say, I don't think that the earlier bathroom references were necessarily foreshadowing in this case, because it wasn't even their own bathroom. It was an okay chapter, I thought. Probably not the best one we've had. There was a lot of sex in it, which is a positive, but there were also moments in it that I felt were a bit lacklustre. Obviously, there was even more of the same conversations between Tom and Jess, but I think I've made my point about that kind of thing enough times in this series, so I'm just not going to get into it. I was hopeful that when Jess said, that's the end of the conversation, that that really would be the end of it, but I knew deep down that they'd be back at the same old back and forth sooner or later, and I didn't even have to wait until the end of the chapter for them to start doubting and reassuring each other all over again. Something which has stuck out to me in this series is the amount of time that the characters spend standing in doorways, leaning against the frame, not quite in the room, not quite out of it. It felt like there wasn't a single scene in this chapter without somebody finding themselves standing in a doorway. What is that all about? Is it maybe symbolism for the way Tom and Jess feel about what they're doing? Not quite comfortable, but also wanting to explore. Not quite in, not quite out. Are they trapped in an emotional doorway, maybe? Another quirk of this story is that it's starting to feel like a bit too much of a coincidence that whenever Tom expresses his worry about Jess sleeping with another man, his main disappointment is that he's not going to be able to watch them. But then each time, there's some contrivance which means he does get to watch after all. It's happened twice now, first with Markov and the cupboard, and then with Frank in this chapter. And we've even had the next one preemptively sorted out, because Frank has invited Tom to come in and watch, since he'll be driving her anyway, and that all feels a little bit too neat. I also thought it was a bit of a shame that we didn't get to have some time with each of the characters alone. We haven't really had that since chapter one, when Tom was at the police station. I think it would have been interesting, and good storytelling, to have a couple of paragraphs with Tom alone at home, driving himself crazy, or maybe having a wank over what he thinks might happen. And then we could have another section with Jess on her own, with Frank, at dinner. Perhaps she learns something interesting about the case. Or at the very least, we'd have an opportunity for Frank to be fleshed out as a character, and maybe learn some interesting things about him. This might also have been a good opportunity for tension, as Jess weighs up the pros and cons of letting Frank take her home to have sex in front of Tom. On one hand, it's exciting, because she knows that her husband's going to enjoy watching, and she enjoys being watched by him. On the other hand, it's risky, because she's still insecure about whether Tom will be able to cope with seeing her and Frank having sex, and because inviting him into their home opens up the possibility that he might see something which gives away their hidden agenda and blows their cover. It happens again later too, when Tom goes to the police station to update his boss on their progress. I want to know what that conversation was like, and it feels a bit like a chunk of the story is missing here. It's a shame we didn't get another interaction with Lisa, Tom's work crush, to see if there are any more clues about whether they're going to end up sleeping together. Maybe we'll never see Lisa again. Remember, I put on a little wager with myself that Tom and Lisa wouldn't end up in bed by the end of the story, and I was doubting my initial instincts, but maybe I'll be proved right after all. It's probably a good thing that Tom and Jess have such a slapdash approach to investigating the gang. There's no corkboard with red twine linking pictures and names up on the wall, or evidence piled up on the kitchen table for Frank to see. 
It's also lucky that Tom didn't have any of his police uniform hanging up in the hallway or in the bedroom. I get that he's mostly a non-uniform officer, but he would definitely have a couple of them stashed away for occasions when he'd have to wear one. It's also lucky he doesn't have any pictures of himself in uniform. I think a lot of officers do, especially to mark things like big promotions or events in the community that they've been to. The other downside of having Frank visit them at home is that now he knows where they live. Although, I guess maybe he already did, since he was able to pick up Jess before dinner. It's never really discussed whether Jess gave him an address, or how he knew where they lived, but since they didn't find it at all creepy or surprising that he just showed up, I'm going to assume that Jess must have mentioned it, or else she expected him to get the address from the club records or something, even though she's not actually an employee, so would they even have this information on her? Tom is a real employee of the club, but Frank wouldn't have known that Tom was living with Jess at that point. She'd only told him that he was her boyfriend. So it seems like a stretch that he would know where Jess lived based on his employee records. And this is what bugs me about the bathroom thing. Why put the effort into having details like that explicitly stated on the page, when more pressing stuff like this are just ignored? Getting into talking about the sex with Frank, we again get the notion that Jess feels like she can't do anything about what's about to happen. It's something which adds a bit of a strange tone to the situation for me. Like, she doesn't want to have sex with him, even though it was only a couple of paragraphs earlier that she said she did want to. So why is there this notion of non-consent inserted here? Why is it important for the fantasy that Jess can't decide for herself what she wants to do? Why does it have to be that there's nothing she can do about it? Why give the scene such a sense of dread, rather than a feeling of excitement and inertia as Jess realises she's going to get exactly what she wanted? It weirdly frames the encounter with Frank with Jess as a victim of something like a rape, rather than framing it in terms of Jess being an empowered woman who owns her sexuality and feels no need to apologise or feel bad about getting her needs satisfied. The strangeness of that framing only increases when only a few moments later we have Tom thinking, well, if she wanted to stop it, she would stop it. And that seems to completely contradict the way that Jess feels about the situation. Is this a discrepancy designed to highlight the gap between them as a couple? Or is this just typical Tom thinking from the guy who thought it was probably fine if they leaked information leading to Markov's murder? It's funny that Tom's moment of consideration is even mentioned when he makes up his mind that Jess is fine so quickly. I wonder if the speed at which he comes to this acceptance has anything to do with what he does immediately after deciding that there's no need to worry about her, i.e. touching himself through his pants while he watches from the doorway. I think that Tom might be suffering from the same kind of affliction as Bam Barkley did in Death is a Beautiful Blonde, in the way that he's letting his libido cloud his judgement here. The detail that I picked up on was just how many times Jess's legs were spread even wider. I think there were at least four separate times during the sex scene with Frank when she opened them either wide or even wider, and just like Lisa in Lesbian Slave Island, whose legs seemed to be able to do a full 360 degrees, I was wondering how I was supposed to picture Jess's body. There was some unusual verbiage in this chapter at times, in particular the scene where Frank is fingering Jess and his fingers are described as worming their way into her vagina. Which made me recoil a bit, because I think it is quite an uncomfortable image, his fingers wriggling around like little worms. And I was about to call it out for detracting from this scene, when I realised it's actually the perfect way to describe the creepy gang boss. I think it really effectively conveys the conflicted emotions that Jess is going through. She's enjoying the physical sensations of being pleasured, but there's also something slightly disturbing and unsettling about the sensation. Frank, worming his fingers into her. It's an unsettling verb choice, but then that's the point. While I'm doling out the praise, I respected the apt use of the word tumescent to describe Frank's penis, a word which I actually had to Google to make sure I had the correct definition for, i.e. swollen or becoming swollen, especially as a response to sexual arousal. You don't often see fancy vocab like this in an amateur erotic story. 
So, kudos to the author. In a way, it's evidence like this that shows me what a competent writer, UK underscore writer underscore 53, is. And that makes my frustration at the simple mistakes and the goofy decisions they make all the more frustrating. They're obviously talented, and they've got a lot of potential. Some of the things they manage to pull off in their prose really show a keen eye for a compelling story, and a natural ability to tell it. But then too often, they allow their work to slip into familiar or repetitive rhythms, and drop into some of the common pitfalls of an inexperienced writer. And along with the spelling and grammar mistakes, I think it holds this story back somewhat. And it robs them of the praise that they do deserve for the sections of the story where they really do shine, and convey some very unique and interesting ideas. Maybe I've been a bit harsh on this story at times, but I really hope that the author can take away some constructive criticism from what I've said, knowing that I'm only being harsh and picking up on the small details, because I think it's worth them putting in the effort to improve those aspects. And it's criticism that you can take or leave, as you choose. After all, who am I to really give out advice? Just one man and his own opinion, whatever value there happens to be in that. Back to the story. I did think it was interesting that Jess and Frank spooned each other, and they spent the night curled up together, In a way, to me that feels a bit more of an emotional betrayal than the sex does. I guess the sex seems like it's one thing, you know, it's just about raw pleasure, and Tom also gets to enjoy that too, as he whacks himself off in the doorway. But then the spooning and the sleeping together feels a bit more of an intimate boundary to cross. Because sleeping next to somebody and cuddling with them, it isn't really about sex or pleasure, it's about comfort and having a close connection to a person which Tom doesn't get to share in at all. He leaves them to ejaculate in the bathroom and then fall asleep by himself on the couch. I guess that's one way that you can tell this was a story written by a woman for a female audience. There's almost no interest in Tom's pleasure other than his visible erection, which I feel is kind of there to signify his arousal. You know, it's the sign that a woman sees that a man is excited, and that's why it's in there. As an audience, we don't really get a sense of what Tom's experience is like watching Jess. Tom's wank in the bathroom could have been mind-blowing for him, but we don't really get to hear about his enjoyment. I know I said I wouldn't hark on about Tom and Jess's insecurities, but it is such a sticking point to me that they can't trust each other enough to believe that the sex with Frank won't be just sex like they'd planned. Tom is still plagued by the insane doubt that the sex with Frank was so good that Jess will immediately leave him now that she's had a big orgasm fucking him. Which is a mad thing for him to still think, really. Especially given the enormous amount of reassurance he's had throughout this story. Again, I found myself drawn to return to the notion that Tom only values himself in the relationship in terms of the number and strength of the orgasms he can provide to his wife. Which is a pretty simplistic way to view the relationship. Is that a point that the author is trying to make about their experience of the male mindset? Are they trying to have a go at men in general? Is that understanding of relationships mediated by their lived experience of working as a prostitute? And is it perhaps important for them to abandon some of this experiential viewpoint in service of writing a more compelling story with better developed characters? Speaking of underdeveloped characters, why does Sarah only get one line in this chapter while they're at the Red Lion? She's a potential witness, remember, because she used to work at Sin City, until Markov tried to recruit her as a prostitute. In a way, it's a bit weird that we've had such rich descriptions of characters like Sarah, Lisa, and Rob Greenwood in the early chapters, only for them to never really show up again, or to contribute anything to the narrative. Did the author forget about them, or did they just decide it was too much effort to try and weave them into the plot? Did they have ambitions for big scenes with these side characters, only to lose interest as things got going? There were some new characters in this story too. The teenagers, Jason and Liam. (laughs) And they're pretty fucked up, aren't they? And I'm not just talking about the inconsistencies in my accents for them. 
To be honest, I lost track of what region of the north of England they were supposed to be from, so they just came out in a bit of an odd mishmash. Which I reckon is fine. I don't think they're going to be long-term characters. I did wonder though, why are they so interested in sleeping with Jess at all? She's about 15 years older than them, and they're at a period in their life where there are loads of single women everywhere. Are there not enough girls their own age at college or uni? The other side of the coin is, why is Jess interested in them? Because she talks to them without even knowing that they've got the video, which seems like an odd thing to do. What does a 30-something woman have to get out of a conversation with a 19-year-old teenager? Secondly, how on earth do they have the nerve to insist that Jess has sex with them? Why do they think that's appropriate? Is it because she's a stripper and they think that makes her fair game for objectification? Like she's not a real person who's worthy of respect or even the usual boundaries of politeness anymore? Which is a pretty shitty attitude. And in general, I don't like them. I think it would have served those boys right if Tom and Jess had left them with nothing after they'd made them transfer the video up front. Like, what are they going to do about it? <laughs> Little shits. <laughs> Fuck them. I thought it was a bit of a weird scene altogether. Imagine walking in on that. Three guys and one girl in the ladies' toilets. One of them shagging her from behind while the other two watch, masturbating quietly in the doorway. I think if you saw that, you'd maybe call the police. <laughs> Assume it was like a rape or something. And thinking about that, I think it is a bit messed up that Tom still went ahead and had sex with Jess too, even while she was telling him no. I think that is technically a rape. I mean, he could have at least backed off for a second to see what was up, but he totally ignores her protests and he shoves it inside her anyway. Jess seemed to enjoy it once they got going, so it probably wouldn't have even hurt his chances just to pause for a second to check in. Classic Tom, though, just always thinking of himself. All in all, it was a bit of a hit-and-miss chapter, I thought. There were some things that were done well, but also it felt like a bunch of opportunities were missed. And if you look at it from the perspective of what progress have Tom and Jess made in the investigation, everything they gained in this chapter came from just a random encounter with some guys at a pub, rather than anything they'd planned. None of the work that they've put in so far has come to any kind of real tangible fruition, and I think that it's a shame to waste the opportunity of Jess having dinner with Frank by seeing her coming away with nothing really to show for it. That's enough whinging from me for one week. Let's have a look at what some of the comments said. Those guys are usually a pretty positive bunch, so I'm sure they can bring up the tone a little bit. There are plenty of familiar faces here, including Wiz1002, Quir12, Phaserboy1, Boyd Percy, CZOFTW, all the favourites are there. Although we are missing a comment from Perverted Knight this week. Let's start with a few newbies, though. A comment from Highbrow. Ah. Oh, this shit is hot. <laughs> hot is in all caps, so they really mean it. Wooden Cav says, Great story. Five stars. Dynasty 919 says, Can't wait for the time she became a whore and fucks dozens of men for money. Paton McGroin <laughs> says, Hot story, but seems somewhere along the way, Tim should be having sex with another woman. Just seems fair. <laughs> I think they mean Tom. And I kind of agree with uh, Patton McGroin there. I think it would be interesting to see Tom have sex with another woman just for Jess's reaction. And I almost half wonder if that will quell some of his worries about the sex. Like if he experiences what it's like to do what Jess is doing and has a good time with another woman and yet comes away still feeling in love with his wife, maybe he'll stop feeling like the sex is such an important thing for Jess when it comes to their relationship. I don't know, that's just a thought. A comment here from Robert John. Great story, really enjoying it, looking forward to when Frank starts to whore her out. CZOFTW says, Seems familiar, but I love you anyway. 
Venus underscore can says, really hot episode. Natural Hammer says, nice. Love that she's really getting into it, smiley face. Phaserboy1 says, another great story, but Tom will blow up soon and their marriage will be destroyed. Longtime commenter Boyd Percy says, it's hard to tell who likes the sex more, the cop or the stripper. Quir12 says, five stars, that was just a whole lot of consenting adult fun there. They're making progress on their investigations and getting a little action along the way. Love it and great storytelling. Cheers. Again, no rocket on from them. Maybe they've retired that phrase now. That's a shame. Still, one man's rubbish is another man's treasure. (laughs) I'm going to start saying it now. That's going to be my catchphrase. Our final comment comes from Wiz1002, who says, Looks like Jess is going to have a new vocation when the investigation comes to an end. She loved the slut lifestyle, so she may as well continue to be hoard out for good money and enjoy the orgasms that seem to come so quickly and naturally. Keep the chapters coming. There we go. A predictably positive response from the comment section, as usual. If you've had a positive response to this chapter and you're enjoying the story, then I want to encourage you to head over to literotica.com and search for UK underscore writer underscore 53 as an author on the platform. They've got an enormous back catalogue with 134 different submissions. So if you're enjoying Undercover Stripper, then I'm sure there is plenty more in their back catalogue that you will love. If you do stop by, then remember to give them a rating out of five, like their stories, follow them as an author if you're a true fan. I think it's always nice to give some positive feedback to the people who write these stories. If you're enjoying this podcast, then again, please like and subscribe, share the podcast with people in your real life, people you think might enjoy it. That's the best way to get the word out there about the podcast and grow the audience by word of mouth recommendations. If you're interested in financially supporting the podcast, then £5 a month via the Patreon page would help pay for things like the equipment, it would help to justify the amount of time I spend putting together a weekly episode, and I would really appreciate your subscription. I'll be back next week with the next chapter of Undercover Stripper, Chapter 8. Until then, have a great week, keep yourself sexy, rock it on, goodbye. Reveal all except the truth Undercover Stripper Take off your clothes and move your body to distract the eye Nobody knows that underneath you're an undercover spy Reveal all except the truth Undercover stripper Never tell them Fucking hell. <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm doing sapphire. <laughs>